And hello all, this is Lala Madness with another episode of the Fierce Review. This is the Fierce Review episode 13, um, uh, talking about recalls, U.S. measles outbreak, Medicare for all, and the pg and update. You know how to reach me. Um, you can follow me on Instagram, Twitter, and Dustbot at Lala Madness. Also on YouTube, which my videos are there. There's also other videos you can view as well. And um, SoundCloud. And also you can follow me on Facebook at The Lala Madness. All right. And we'll get right into it. And we'll start off with the recalls. So, um, so far as of right now, we have recalls on peaches, nectarines, and plums that originated from Chile. So, um, those can be identified by having the produced in or made in Chile, you know, that will be usually listed on the tag. Um, and they are possibly contaminated with listeria. Listeria, right. The retailers that, that, um... Those peaches, nectarines, and plums can be purchased at is Walmart, Costco, and Aldi's. So um, keep in mind, Walmart, Costco, and Aldi's for peaches, nectarines, and plums originating from Chile, which have a possible listeria contamination. Now, that is also going for um, or basically is included in 18 states at the moment so far as reported. Um, those 18 states are California, Alabama, Mississippi, Georgia, South Carolina, North Carolina, Tennessee, Kentucky, West Virginia, Virginia, Ohio, Pennsylvania, New York, Michigan, um, Maine, Connecticut, Delaware, and Massachusetts. That's a lot of states. Basically, 18 of the 50 states as of right now have the recall on peaches, nectarines, and plums due to listeria at Walmart, Costco, and Aldi's. As of right now, there are no illnesses reported. And so, basically, if there are no illnesses reported, how do you basically know that it's contaminated with listerias? Mm, don't know. However, go figure. Um, that is the recall information on that. Now, next we have the measles outbreak that's basically happening in the United States. Now, there's basically... Um, the majority of the measles outbreak is contained down to basically two states, which will be um, or the, where it's basically widespread and it's kind of getting out of hand, which would be um, Washington State and also New York. So um, over 70 children have been affected in the areas. Um, New York is also suffering from an influx of cases. The disease was said to be wiped out basically in 2010, but however, it is bad. Well, not, yeah, in 2000, excuse me, not 2010. So it's back now, and um, the measles is back popping. And they basically say that it's um, the measles can also be spread with someone coughing or sneezing in the room, which basically holds the measles in and lasts for hours. So you can come through a little sneeze or cough cloud of measles and be infected hours after that person has sneezed or coughed. Interesting. It kind of lingers, hangs around, whatever you want to call it. Mm. And um, this is uh, this is what they say is basically causing the issue is that parents are refusing to vaccinate their children from the measles. Um, they're urging you to vaccinate your children and are in the process of revoking the rights to refuse immunizations in Washington state, which is one of the states that do not require immunizations. 
So there are a few states that do not require the parent to immunize, immunize their children. So a few of the states, um, you have a choice to say whether I want my child to or whether I don't or whether I choose to or not. Okay, so um, basically that's for, that's that on that. So basically the measles outbreak in the United States, they basically have called for a state of emergency um, right now in Washington state due to the outbreaks. They want all children and all people that may be infected in order to get um, taken care of or get seen. They want you to do that at home so that you're not going into doctor's offices or the hospitals infecting other people with the measles, being that it can linger around for so long. Okay. Now, the next topic is going to be Medicare for all. Um, basically, Medicare for all um, is something that the government is looking to have one type of insurance for all Americans, such as Medicare. So they want to replace the Affordable Care Act, which is what the Republicans want to do. Um, and that would actually get rid of the insurance industry. So if you there's no need for different types of insurance or different insurance carriers if there's only one carrier. So that's basically what they're aiming for um, with that. If they replace the Affordable Care Act, then they want to replace it with a Medicare for all type of scenario um, where Americans basically have one type of insurance. Now, presidential candidate Kamala Harris says that that would eliminate the approval or denial part of signing up for insurance coverage or receiving payments for a claim or getting through the paperwork. So she's saying that it'll be a lot easier for you to just have this one insurance coverage where we don't have to see what's covered, what's not covered, go through these certain 50 different, because each insurance carrier can have its own restrictions, rules, and regulations to certain benefits and certain ways you can or cannot use them, so to speak. So in this case, they would like to have one, one insurance, which would totally wipe out the insurance agency altogether because there would be no need for it with one carrier. All right. Now, the Kaiser Family Foundation actually did a poll on having all Americans getting insurance, having all Americans get insurance from a single government plan. Now, 56 of Americans favor that and 42 percent of Americans oppose having all Americans get insurance from a single government plan. So you have it. It's almost at a split. So you have 56 in favor. 42 say they don't want that. And then they also did another poll on government health plan options that allows people to keep their coverage. Okay, so 74% are in favor of that and 24% oppose. And once again, that's the government health plan options that allows people to keep their coverage, um, their current coverage, basically, and opt into or choose to accept this other Medicare for all option. They want the option to be able to choose both. Okay. Now, um, as far as my opinion, um, if they start one insurance coverage that goes along with abolishing the IRS, which is under the bill, either HR 24 or HR 25, which I did do a um, video on previously, I believe about a week ago, um, about abolishing the IRS, um, which that went up to Congress, like I said, not even two weeks ago. So the IRS is basically just a debt collector and not affiliated with the government at all. So they can choose to not do business with them as like a contractor. Okay. And um, they want to basically create a one set tax and 
Social Security will be the only tax along with a one set tax instead of being taxed for multiple things like a gift tax, a property tax, or this tax, all the uh, different taxes that you get taxed for along with different things that come out of your paycheck. So it will basically be a set tax usually governed by your state or um, chosen basically at the state level what your tax will be individually as a state person, not as a federal government like FICA tax and all the additional taxes as well. So that's what either HR 24 or HR 25 is about. If you watch my previous video, I did go into detail um, on both of those. Okay. Um, basically, um, next we'll be talking about PG&E bankruptcy. They do have an update. Um, I did also speak about this in a previous video where PG&E was speaking on or considering at the time filing for bankruptcy um, due to the California wildfires. So I'm just going to read a couple of tips um, that have been updated on this here bankruptcy situation with PG&E. Okay, so as I reported previously, PG&E had discussed the file for Chapter 11 bankruptcy on January the 4th, 2019. So um, about two months after the wildfires um, that had took place in California. So over 80 people died in the fires and the fouling is basically due to PG&E not wanting to accept liability from over 100 survivors suing PG&E over the California wildfires in November. That is said to be caused by PG&E somehow. So they refuse to accept liability. So of course, you want to file bankruptcy so you can keep operating. Okay, that's how that works. The board voted on the filing Monday, January the 28th, 2019, which was yesterday. And PG&E has officially filed for Chapter 11 and reported as of Tuesday, January the 29th at midnight was when they were going to be filing. Okay. So the filing would allow PG&E to freeze its debts and continue operations while developing a financial reorganization plan. The Utility Reform Network, known as TURN, T-U-R-N, is against the rate hike that customers would take on, which is proposed to pretty much be a 9.5% increase that the citizens would take on, or the consumers, rather, would be increased through a, I believe, transmission charge. They're going to increase up to 9.5% additional on top of their bill in order to cover whatever these damages or whatever to get them back out of bankruptcy. Okay. Mm -hmm. So not going to pay for the fires and not going to um, and going to have the people pay them to come up out of the bankruptcy. They don't want to pay for it. OK, now Mindy Spratt, S-P-R-A-T-T -T, of Turn, also suspects the timing of the bankruptcy filed is linked to a federal court hearing scheduled for Wednesday, which will be tomorrow. So they discuss filing as far as the timeline, January the 4th, 2019. They actually voted on it actually filing, which we already knew they were going to file because I had already reported on it weeks ago. So um, January 28th is when they actually voted, the board did Monday to, to file. And they actually filed Tuesday at midnight, which will pretty much be the same day just at midnight. Okay, now um, they basically would increase their rates. And they would freeze its debt so they wouldn't have to pay nobody shit. That's pretty much how that sounds. All right, then. So, so basically what they're saying, um, that PG&E basically 
violated the terms of its probation from earlier safety lapses. So they already were under fire. They already had a federal court hearing scheduled for Wednesday, which will be tomorrow. So you go the day before and file bankruptcy the day before, but you had already spoke about filing it weeks before, like two weeks ago. Okay. Yeah. So interesting, interesting. Okay. So, um, now on Monday, January the 28th, PG&E had asked for approval from the California Public Utilities Commission, known as CPCU, to obtain $6 billion in bank loans during the bankruptcy process. The decision by CPCU Chairman Mark, I'm sorry, Michael Picker, allowed the utility to borrow up to $10 billion to pay for operating during its expected bankruptcy. So now they went in, PG&E asked the California Public Utilities Commission can they get six million six billion dollars from banks? Can they still borrow even though they're gonna be under bankruptcy? So who the fuck? Now last time I checked, when you file bankruptcy, ain't nobody messing with you for a long time. I ain't never filed, but I know some people that have. So nobody's really trying to mess with you after you file bankruptcy for like, you know what I'm saying, a minute for them credit card offers start coming in, this and that. Now your credit gets to back. You know, we can start kind of building back, you know, but they ask you on every application you go to to try to get some credit. Have you filed for bankruptcy? And they want that to be within a certain amount of time. And they want that thing to be discharged, done, and over with before. You know, they want, like, within the last seven years, have you done it? That's a factor for them. So, how the hell are you going to go borrow $6 billion and you in the middle of filing bankruptcy? But fuck it. The chairman said, no, no need to do that. You can get 10. You don't need 6. Get 10. Round that thing on up. Ten billion. Why you in bankruptcy? Okay. And I guess they're gonna be able to pay it back with that nine point five percent. They're gonna be charging the hell out of everybody else. Boom. So PG and E has said its reason to file its bankruptcy protection petition in the U.S. bankruptcy court is an is to enable it to continue operating while resolving a potential liability of up to thirty billion dollars for Northern California wildfires. So no, they don't want to pay the thirty billion. So they're gonna go ahead and file for bankruptcy, charge people nine point five percent, and then go up and borrow up to ten billion. They ask for six, but they have the option to go up to ten. That shit sounds crazy as hell. Crazy, absolutely foolish. And that is episode 13 of the Fierce Review. La La Madness here. Follow me on YouTube, Twitter, SoundCloud, Dustspot, and Instagram at La La Madness. And also on Facebook at The La La Madness. And um, I will see you again shortly.